Hello, this is Gary Hutchins with the Sunny Slope Church of Christ in Omaha, Nebraska, and this is today's Bible class. A short Bible study, usually about 13, 14 minutes, but it keeps us in God's Word every day, and that helps keep us strong in our faith because faith comes by hearing the Word of God, Romans 10 and verse 17. So help people grow in, in their faith in your life. You know people who need to do that. Share these studies with them through Facebook friends, text messages, and other technological means. Help them grow in their faith and come closer to God and maybe in that process, get to heaven. What a great blessing for them and for you. So make that commitment and start sharing today with everybody you can. We're going to get back into our line of thought and study. We're talking about Hebrews chapter 2 and verse 1, where the Hebrews writer says, Therefore, we must give the more earnest heed to the things we have heard, that is, the teachings of Christianity, the teachings of God through Christ, lest we drift away. Now, again, the writer there, and he's writing God's word. So the instruction from God is pay attention, be focused. Give the more earnest heed. Pay extra attention to the things that you have heard from me through my word, lest you drift away. Beware of drifting. Now, are you drifting in your spiritual life? Are you drifting in your faith? How about, are you drifting in your faithfulness? As I said many times, there are a whole lot of people who They equate faith and faithfulness as being the same thing, and they're not. James wrote about the demons who have faith. They believe in God, but they tremble. They're still demons. They're not following God. Faithfulness is when I put my faith into action through obedience and dedication and commitment on a consistent basis. That's faithfulness. Are you drifting in your faithfulness? We talked about drifting using some real-life illustrations. Talk about a fellow gets in his bass boat. He goes into the water. He finds a spot in either a lake or a, or a, a river, and he starts throwing his line out, and he's catching fish. And after about 15 minutes or so, he realizes, I haven't caught any fish in a while. What happened? Have they moved? But then he examines, he looks up and he examines where he is in the shoreline and he realizes that he has drifted down the shoreline by 20 or 30 or 50 yards. He didn't even realize it. It was a gradual thing, but the current was moving his boat and he was no longer in the spot where the fish were biting. He was drifting. He didn't have an anchor down to keep the boat in place. Well, We talked about how an airline pilot or maybe a pilot in a ship at sea going over open water for thousands of miles, they have to keep their bearings exact. They have to keep an eye on the compass because if they drift off course by even one degree, now this may sound, you know, rather fantastic to many of us who haven't had that particular experience, but if they drift off course by even one degree, depending on the distance they're traveling, they could miss their destination by 50 or 100 miles or even more, depending again on the distance again. You see how important it is to stay on course, to stay on course. Well, we looked at a real-life example that probably just about every single one of us have had some experience with. 
We talked about the marriage relationship. And how many couples do you know who got married, they were madly in love with one another, they were so happy, and then somewhere down the road, it might have been as little as two or three years, but maybe it was more likely to have been five years or 10 years or maybe 12 or 15 years, and then you got the word from one of them that they were getting a divorce. And you said, what happened? And they said, well, we just grew apart. How did you grow apart? You weren't paying attention to where you were to begin with. You weren't paying attention to your relationship with each other, to your love for one another. You weren't nurturing it. And so you gradually drifted away, and you didn't even realize along the line that you were drifting away, apart from one another, until it got to be so obvious because you had drifted so far apart. And that's sad. That should never happen. Should never happen. Well, we began looking last time at how many Christians, and this is where we really want to make our application of this particular uh, line of thought and study, our spiritual lives, our relationship with God and Christ, our spiritual position as Christians, followers of God, followers of Jesus Christ. Many Christians become careless and they stop paying attention to nurturing their faith in different ways. A lot of, a lot of Christians, they start thinking, well, you know, I don't really need to be at church services every Sunday. Yeah, I can, I can take some time off. I can sleep in. I can go play golf. I can go maybe out picnicking at the park someplace, uh, maybe go hiking, whatever, maybe just sit at home and relax. I don't have to be there every, every Sunday morning. Well, really? You open the door to drifting away from God, drifting away from faithfulness when you start thinking like that. And who's behind that thinking? It's not you. It's the devil. He's just gotten in your head, and you have been influenced by the temptation that he's put before you. The Hebrews writer talks about in Hebrews chapter 10, verses 23 through 25, first in verse 23, it focuses on our holding fast to our confession, our confession of faith in God and in Christ. So our faith and faithfulness, what can I do to stay strong in my faith and even grow stronger? And then verse 24, it focuses on how I can help my brothers and sisters in Christ stay strong and even grow stronger, and how they can help me in the same ways. And what's the answer? Verse 25, not forsaking the assembling of yourselves together, as is the manner of some, but all the more as you see the day approaching. So I need to be I need to be with the church as the church comes together to worship God and study his word and be in fellowship together, because that's going to help me stay strong and even grow stronger in my faith. Remember, faith comes by hearing the word of God, Romans 10 and verse 17, but it's also going to help me help my brothers and sisters in Christ stay strong in their faith, and they're going to help me stay strong in my faith. I need to be there. Now, let me, let me tell you something. And I can just virtually guarantee this 100%. When you start ignoring the church and your need to be with the church as the church comes together to worship God and study his word, you're already drifting. And you're just going to keep drifting from your faithfulness. Well, 2 Timothy chapter 2 and verse 15. The apostle Paul said, Study, the King James Version translates it that way. 
Other translations say be diligent. The sense is exactly the same. Be diligent to present yourself. Now remember, going back to Hebrews 2 and verse 1, give the more earnest heed to the things you have heard, to the things you have been taught, the doctrine of Christ and so on, lest you drift away. Here Paul says, be diligent to present yourselves approved to God, a worker who does not need to be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. A whole lot of Christians become careless. They start drifting away from really studying God's word, from reading it, from being under the sound of the gospel on a, on a continuous basis. In, in chapter 3 of 2 Timothy, beginning with verse 15, the apostle Paul went on and he, he talked about how it reminded Timothy how that from childhood you have known the holy scriptures which are able to make you wise for salvation. We need to stay in God's word because that's what guides us to be strong in our faith and in our faithfulness, and it helps us to understand how we need to be living our lives before God. It helps us keep connected with God and keep connected with Christ, our Lord and Savior. And it goes on then in verse 16, and the apostle Paul goes on and he, he reminds Timothy or tells Timothy and tells us by way of that communication to his young companion and his young fellow worker. He says, all scripture is given by inspiration of God. Now, what that means literally is all scripture is God's very word. God breathed and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness, that the man of God may be complete, thoroughly equipped for all good works. God's word has been given to us for a reason and for a purpose, and we need to be in God's word. And when you stop reading the Bible, when you stop being under the sound of the teachings of the scriptures, you're starting to drift away already. And what about prayer? A whole lot of Christians, they, they stop giving enough attention to prayer in their lives. And they, they forget to pray. They just kind of put it out of their mind. They get busy doing things. In some cases, they probably think, yeah, I'm, I'm not comfortable praying right now because of where their life is going. And so they, they don't pray as much. They don't stop and give thanks for their food before they eat. They don't have times in their lives when, on a daily basis where they go to the Father in prayer asking for his strength, his guidance, his forgiveness, his wisdom, and so on. But what, does, what, what do the scriptures say again? As we pointed out in Ephesians chapter 6 and verse 18, when Paul finished listing all of those implements of the Christian armor, our spiritual armor that God has provide us, provided for us, the sword of the Spirit, which is the word of God, the helmet of salvation, uh, feet, you know, feet shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace, and, and, and on and on. Then he follows that up. I, I think we can understand complements that listing in verse 18 of Ephesians chapter 6 when he says, praying always with all prayer and supplication. We need to be in communication with our Heavenly Father through prayer 
all of the time. Now, he's not talking about every minute of every day you're, you're, you're you know, saying a prayer, but he's saying every day and throughout the day, we need to be praying to God. It doesn't mean that we have to somehow stop everything we're doing if we're at work. We're working on an assembly line in the factory, whatever it might be, and, and we, we'd stop and we drop down on our knees and we pray. That's not what he's saying. But you don't have to be in a particular physical posture to be able to pray to God. The prayer doesn't have to last for five or ten minutes, but it can. But in your mind, as you're thinking, and you can even say the words privately and in a whisper kind of voice to yourself, God knows what you're praying, but you need to pray. And when you start giving up on prayer or just ignoring prayer or just, you know, forgetting to pray, you're drifting. You're drifting. What does the Hebrews writer say? Give the more earnest heed to the things which you have heard, lest you drift away. There's the warning. Beware of drifting. But the question for each one of us personally are you drifting? Are you drifting right now? Let's pray. Father, help us to give the more earnest heed to our spiritual lives, to our relationship with you, our, our walk as Christians. Or if we're not Christians yet, guide us to pay the, the diligent attention to becoming Christians and help us to not drift away, Father, from you. Please forgive us. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.